0: How has your uh, food writing as a profession changed the way you prepare food in your own home?
1: I think having it as a profession probably led me to do more ambitious and unusual things at home than I would have done anyway. I'm not sure which came first, because first I had the interest in preparing a lot of exotic and different foods before I knew what they were. I mean, uh, from the earliest um, issues of Gourmet, when it was even hard to find some of the ingredients and the spices in New York. So it may have worked the other way. It may have been that my own interest in, in doing the unusual things uh, led me to food the the biggest change in my home from my work as a restaurant critic was that I never ate home in 1983 my last full year at the times we had dinner home only 5 times in the whole year on the on the major holidays so uh,
0: standing up in the back what's one of the most offensive things you've ever eaten one of the most offensive things you've ever eaten
1: Well, to me, tripe is pretty offensive, but that's... um, What sounded offensive, but actually wasn't, was bull's penis. Uh, If someone had said, this is bull's penis, when they put it in my soup, and you couldn't tell from the shape it was cut up, let me assure you of that. (laughs) Um, I would have, you know, thought about it, but it just tasted like dried, uh, dried out beef. It was in a bowl of pho at a nightstand in Hanoi in 2009. And I didn't know what the ingredient was. And the um, uh, vendor didn't understand much English. And so I was saying what. And then he he managed a few words. He pointed to his groin. (laughs) And he said, it's from a man. (laughs) I thought, ouch. (laughs) I thought, what man? But um, I did refuse to eat monkey brains from the head of a live monkey when it was offered to me in Macau many years ago. Uh, And I don't know anyone who's ever tasted it, so I don't even know if it's a real thing, but it's been written about a great deal, and there are special monkey brain tasting tables where the live animal is put in a well in the center while people dip into the top of his head. So I, I passed. I had a lot of bugs in China. I did a story on the night food markets of Beijing and Xi'an, and they do a lot of grasshoppers and locusts and silkworms, uh, grilled over charcoal, and they were so grilled that you might as well have been eating burned paper. It didn't t- taste like anything, which may have been a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you want, yes? I just wondered when you first started liking
1: frozen Milky Way. if it's changed over the years? I was probably about six years old because it was a very big deal in what were called candy stores in Brooklyn. Candy stores sold newspapers, magazines, ice cream, candy, and they sold frozen Milky Ways. So I've loved them ever since.
0: Anyone else? All right, one more time big hand, please, for Mimi Sheridan. To hear much more of this conversation, check out The Sporkful Podcast. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. Subscribe to The Sporkful in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.